0: no sir yes sir you are now
1: okay and five four three hello everybody and welcome to the something something podcast my name is eric kasloff and with me as always is larry sands say hello larry hello larry Man, it feels like we haven't done a something, something podcast in a long time.
0: Well, you know, I've had a respiratory infection. So let's just get that out of the way. Everybody listening to this. Yes, I have had a respiratory infection. And no, it wasn't COVID. (laughs) So it felt like it because, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing these days. But no, I'm doing good. But yeah, man, it's been a while. It's been it's but it's like, like riding the bike. Done,
1: we've done every other show though.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I just wanted to make sure, like, yeah. you know, getting back into things and and all that.
1: But, you know, man, you know, how's everything going? Things on my end are going pretty well. Um, New Jersey on I believe the fifteenth or sixteenth, we are in phase two of reopening. Nice. So I am very, very excited about that. I mean, again, we've talked about this as a 39-year-old. I only really go three places, <laughs> 7-Eleven, the library, maybe, the, and the movie theater. So, you know, the three places I go, hopefully they'll be open soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's That's very true. That's very so
1: true. The things we hated when we were teenagers are now... Stuff we're being forced to do again, but stuff we were already doing. You got to be at, at home by nine. I know, right? I know. <laughs>
0: I know it's funny. Um, speaking of being teenagers, uh, I, I'm not sure if everybody out there realizes we do like 14 other different podcasts. Yeah. And and one of them, we do our, our horror movie, our 90s and early 2000 horror movie, Smells Like Teen Horror podcast. Um, I'm gonna
1: say, man, you know, I love doing all our shows, but there's just something about that one, I guess, because of Dylan. Yeah, it just it's so different from all the other shows. Oh, it's super different. Like <laughs> last
0: night, you know, we did our uh, thing on um, uh, House the of House Wax. of Wax starring Chad Michael Murray and uh, Alicia Cutbirth. And none other than Paris Hilton. So, if you guys are into early 2000 and, uh, horror movies uh, or slasher movies, House of Wax, we, we talked about it the other night.
1: But, in the description,
0: dude, I have to tell you. I, because, okay, first of all, before we bring our guest on, I cannot believe Saturday was a big day for us. Uh, because for the something about the unknown, we had a guy the guy from Ghost Hunters, Brandon Alves, uh, on our Something About the Unknown. Um, and if you don't know him, he's the guy in the hat, the bucket hat. Look it up, people. But he is—he's an amazing guy. Um, actually, he's a filmmaker. So hopefully, yeah. we're gonna have him come on and talk because he—he's done a really great
1: um, documentary. Now this Winter. will be up on Friday. So as soon as you're done listening to this, that episode of the Something About the Unknown podcast will be up. Hey, Larry, you know what I've been doing what? these past few days a lot? What? I've been reading this really? book called um, The Sundown Hotel. It's You would like it because it's what if Hallmark did a ghost story? Oh, Okay. Okay, yeah, it's like these two timelines going back and forth. and hey, you know who writes books? Who? Writers, Really? Yes, and we have a very interesting one on the show today, and I can cannot wait to talk to her. Why don't you tell our listeners about her? Well, her name is Jerry
0: Michael uh, Myers Goodwin. And uh, she is actually, A first-time novelist and um, I'm kind of excited to have her come on and and talk to her because I'm always curious about first-time novelists and then also I like to have I like to listen to you have conversations with with other writers and exchange your ideas so uh, everybody welcome to the show Um, Jerry hi hi Jerry welcome to the show
2: Hey, good evening. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. <clears throat> yeah, I've been looking forward to this. We're going to have a good time today, I think. <laughs> I really yeah.
0: think so, too. Heck yeah. Well, first of all, let's kind of jump into it and tell us a little bit about your book. I was reading uh, a couple of articles that you've had um, uh, in a couple of different online um Uh, Publications. Uh, Give us a little bit about the book that you have out.
2: Well, it is a very sexy, relatable romance novel, really focused on a woman who has experienced loss and tragedy. Um, She's going through another uncomfortable life transition and decides to take on a new life journey. that's cool that's cool yeah she ends ends up following a passion that she had always wanted to she finds love in a very unlikely way um brody mason he is a rock icon he's alluring and he quite frankly he irritates her initially uh but the chemistry is there (laughs) and uh you know, there's, it's emotional and edgy with conflict and twists and there's the supporting characters that go into it. Morgan Gray, the main female character has adult children. And so their roles in this, this romance novel, watching their mother change and grow and develop and take on this new relationship with this with this edgy man and they're just not quite sure about it. And their personalities just really do a lot for the novel. I just love it so much.
0: Yeah, that sounds cool. Awesome. Now this, this may be a weird question, but um, how did you come? Oh, oh wait, wait, before I ask, is this, is this novel based on your, your real life at all?
2: yes and no the book is not about me okay it's not but i definitely there's a lot of what i was feeling and a little bit of what i was experiencing when i wrote it
0: okay all right um talk a little bit about which is which um uh is it, is it about the kids or is it about the rock star?
2: It's about, so Morgan Gray is a devoted mother. She's also a widow. Mm, okay. And it's more about her and her coming to meet Brody Mason and how their relationship develops and how that all happens. Um, she's also a widow and I am not a widow. I'm so thankful I'm not, I'm happy to say I'm not a widow. So that is not a part of the story that- Good. Good. Yes,
0: definitely. (laughs) Yes. Um, What made you want to write this book?
2: This particular story? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, many years ago, I had a dream. I had a dream about um, a sexual encounter with a certain rock star. And I had it a few times, the same dream, similar dream, a few times. And I had already known that someday I wanted to write a romance novel. So I just started writing this stuff down and I thought this would make a really good romance novel.
1: So it was like the stars aligning perfectly for this thing you've always wanted to do.
2: Yes, I I've known uh, for a long time that that my rock star story would be the one I wrote first.
1: Now, were That's you cool. always into writing, or was just like a passion you had but never did anything fully? Would or was there short stories in your past
2: or anything? No, so I've only been writing for four years. My mother introduced me to romance novels. I remember as a little girl waking up, and she'd already be awake reading her Harlequin romance novels. It was her time to sneak in and get her guilty pleasure in. And she's the one that got me into reading romance novels when I was in my 20s, and I just fell in love with it. And I have a very... I like to go into fantasy. I like going there. I like diving in there. And I thought, man, I've got some stories I could write. (laughs) I I should write a romance novel. I, I I think I might like to do this someday. But when I actually sat down to do it, I didn't know where to start or how to begin. And I had three kids and a full-time job. So this was in my mid to late twenties. So I just didn't feel like I had time for it. So I really just put it aside for a long time.
0: What made you, do you remember the moment you decided that you would actually f- through with going head head on with the, the novel?
2: I I do very much so. I was, my kids were starting to leave home going on and taking on their own adventures and being their own people. So basically I was facing the empty nest. And as my last child was about to come close to leaving home, I didn't feel ready for it emotionally. And really what it came down to was I had to find something to tackle that fear of depression and not falling into one. Mm. And I thought and thought, what am I going to do? What does this look like? And that's when I remembered writing and the timing couldn't have been more perfect when, because when I decided that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to write that book. This is the time. It just so happened that the community college in my town was offering a three-day crash course on writing and publishing. So I signed up for it right away. Oh, wow. And I, it was the best thing I could have done. The um, instructor did an amazing job in the short window of time, giving us the tools we needed to get started. And so after I took the class, I got started right away. And what a difference from the first time I sat down to try versus the second time I didn't have any problem at all.
0: Oh, wow. That's really cool. Now, is it, um, do you, did you realize what the difference is? Or can you talk about, because, because the one thing I like about our, our podcast is when we talk to creative people, um, it's not just about like the, the project or, or the book or their music. It's about what made them get into it. And, and the feeling that, you know, that, that, that their, uh, creative process has given them. And so, um, do you remember, or, or can you tell the difference? I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it is, could you, could you tell the difference between when you first sat down and this, and, and then you actually finally set out to really do it? Could you tell what the difference was?
2: Well, it definitely, the second time I sat down to do it, I definitely had more time to dedicate to doing it. Mm -hmm. I felt like it came to me more easily and quickly um, the second time around. Um, But to be honest with you, even though I took the class, I didn't know if I could actually do it. I didn't know if I could put something together that people would actually enjoy and get into. And I remember one day, the more I wrote, the better I got and the more confident I became. And one day I realized partway through writing Mason's gray, I realized I can do this.
1: Mm. this
2: bad. I feel, I feel good about this. And when I realized I could do it, then that's when that was the point I realized I would finish it. And then I said, if I finish it, it's getting published.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is great. You know, I, I kind of liken that to when you go to the gym, right. And you want to get in shape and then you're right in the middle of, I don't know, four weeks into it. You're like, I don't think I can do this. And then all of a sudden you see a result or you feel something that makes you, it just clicks in your brain. And and that was yes. your aha moment. That was awesome. Yes. That's fantastic. It, it,
2: was aw- it was awesome. It was very pivotal for me when I started having such a great time with describing things and wow, I can do this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now it being a romance novel, And and so uh, you're married. Yes. Okay. so what what does your spouse? uh, What did they think of 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 you writing this novel? And did you give did you give him an opportunity to read it and what was his thoughts on it?
2: Um, my husband is 100% supportive of me, no matter what I do or desire to do. I did not let him or anybody else for that matter, read any of my novel before it was published because the instructor in my class did not recommend it, um, he just highly recommended do not let other people read or edit your book. You need to write it and write it the way you want and then and then get it published. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. I was very diligent. I didn't let anybody read it. But having said that, my biggest regret about that is my mother became very ill towards the end of writing Mason's Gray. She was in and out of hospital the hospital and rehab facilities and I spent a ton of time with her and I had a deadline with the publisher and I was sitting with her but trying to finish and she was mm-hmm. cheering me on and I wish I was passing pages off to her to read while I wrote because she passed away 4 months before publication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's just always something to consider if you're hoarding your your script, your manuscript. Think about what's happening around you, because honestly, I really thought she was going to get better, but she didn't, and she never got to read it, and it's heartbreaking. Devastating, I lost her, but heartbreaking, she never got to read my book, and she's the one that got me into it in the first place. Mm,
1: mm, Yeah, I know exactly how you feel, yeah. What?
0: Oh, man. I. Oh, first of all, yeah. You yeah. have our
1: condolences for your loss. No matter how long ago it was, it still it's, hurts every day. I, yeah. Me and Larry could swap stories with you yeah. about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Every day I miss her. Every single day.
0: Yeah, but I think, and and I, oh, I may cry. I don't know. Uh, I I think that no matter what we do, they're always there with us. Um, and I think but you know what i i think whatever we have to do to get us through you know um throughout the day through the the year um but i truly believe that that she absolutely is looking down um and she i i know she's read it she's she's been right there with you and and she knew she knew she knew
2: well i hope so i've had other people share that with me and so I'm holding it in my heart that that it's true.
0: Yes, yes, and yeah. I, but I, I tell you, it's this. This is this book has become your legacy, and actually your mom's legacy because it's like you said, she introduced you to to this world of writing and and novels. Um, so in 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 a very odd but fulfilling way it sounds like to me that she, she was a very big part of it. Um, very even much. Though, yeah. Yeah. Even, even though the outcome wasn't what you wanted, I think it's, I think it's perfect, you know, and, and this is a great, um great thing for you to be able to talk about and share with, with everybody because mm-hmm. that's part of this, that's part of the legacy of this book. So yes Yeah.
1: So my um, I, I always like talking with other writers about this. Now I'm a screenwriter, so it's a different world than novels, but to me outlining is the key to my writing process. I do a paper and pen outline, then an index card outline, then back to another paper and pen outline, before I touch my computer, along with character bios and stuff like that, what's your writing process
2: like? Uh, so I like to do an outline as well on paper. With Mason's Gray, I did a lot of a lot on paper. And fortunately, I just I just really knew a lot about it before I started but this next book that I just finished, I did. I didn't do as much outlining. I did a little bit, but I didn't do as much. And so, I, I did as much as I could. Could and then I just got to it. And I just, uh, the word I'm going to use is sort of freestyled the rest of the way through.
0: Okay. Nice. So nice. So, do you nice.
2: feel that
1: when you're doing the paper and pen? I don't know, when I'm outlining like that, it just feels different, because it's something tangible that you can hold, and there's weight to it, unlike a Word document. What do you think Mm -hmm. about that?
2: Well, I'm still very old school. I still like writing letters. I still like writing cards. I I miss... um, making appointments on paper. In fact, I keep an appointment book. I write my appointments down. I don't use my phone. So I'm very old fashioned that way. That's what I prefer. So I understand what you're saying.
1: It's just, it feels good to have, again, something tangible. Now, um, Larry, you had another question?
0: Oh, no, I I was just going to say, um, to go back to to jump back to what your um uh teacher um for this for the, the for the writing um do you, maybe it's and maybe Eric you have some insight into this and actually we talked about this Eric just a little bit um Eric are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, um, yeah, <laughs> Okay, sorry you froze. Um, but uh, um, th- to go back to your, can you cut that out?
1: I guess yeah. It'll be hard, but all right.
0: Okay, good, good, good. Um, we'll pick it up. Um, to go back to,
1: well, let me give you a countdown. Okay. Five, four.
0: Uh, to go back real quick to what your teacher had said about not letting anybody read your your work until it was finished, or let it edit. Um, I I kind of agree with that um, because especially for a first-time writer, you you I I, I do see how it could kind of mess with your thoughts and. You know, get you out of your writing mode, because if you, you get too many ideas coming in, it's really hard to filter, even, I think, for a regular writer, I would think.
2: Yes, um, actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that, Eric? Because I know you and I have talked a lot about this.
1: Yeah, um, well, one thing with um, my slasher movie, Hillsborough Road, when I was showing it to people, because I like getting people's idea, a lot of people were saying, you know, and then they take the mask off and they see it was a kid from school. And I'm like, no, this isn't Scream. This is more, you know, Jason (laughs) Voorhees. And I would have to explain the genre, but I like getting feedback, but then, as you know, sometimes you can get that one negative piece of feedback that you got a few weeks ago by a very good friend who meant who means the world to you, <laughs> but since that email has, you know, kind of bummed you out and made you doubt yourself, that happens.
0: Has, it, has anything happened like that to you, Jerry? I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: Uh, how how has people when you first told how them has. how have thank you thank you how have people when you, when you when you first good thing i'm not a drinker um how have people uh when you when you first told them that you were writing uh, a novel let alone like uh, uh a love novel right? Um, Mm -hmm. A sexy novel. What were some of their impressions? Uh, Did you get a little bit of pushback or were everybody like, oh man, that's awesome?
2: The interesting thing is I didn't tell anybody I was writing a romance novel for a long time because I wasn't sure if I would finish it. Uh, Like I said earlier. I didn't know if I could do it or be good at it. And I didn't want to, I just wanted to get a feel for where I was at. And if I was even going to finish it before I started telling people. Mm -hmm. Then when that aha moment came that I realized I was going to finish it, then I started sharing with a few close people. So I told, I did tell my husband pretty quickly, but, but it was, it was actually quite a while before I told friends and more family I bet you, I have a funny story about my youngest daughter. I bet it was a year into writing Mason's gray. I was sitting on the couch and she said, mom, what are you doing? You are on the computer all the time. (laughs) And I said, I'm writing a book. And she goes, you are? Well, what kind of a book? I said, a romance novel. And she says, mom, you are not going to have one of those cheesy book cover designs. Are you? (laughs) That was the funniest thing, and I'm getting a little off track, but that's a funny story. And the point is, is that you know that was a year of writing, and she, that's it took a year for her to find out I was writing a book, and she lived on, in the house, and uh, I, you know, I didn't want to disappoint anybody if I didn't finish, and I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to feel disappointed because I told people about it and I didn't finish. Yeah. So there's a lot emotionally and intellectually that goes on. At least for me, there was a lot of fear and unknown. And But to answer your question, I've had nothing but support from everybody I know. No one told me, don't do this. No one told me I couldn't do it. Everybody was supportive. And when my kids found out it was a romance novel, they, you know, no judgment, nothing.
0: That's awesome. that's great. That's it now flash forward and actually uh i I promise I want to get into like your publishing and and how you got that. but fa- flash forward to this novel that that you're currently almost finishing um is are you still keeping things? Did you still kind of keep it under wraps? No.
2: <laughs> i i knew i was going to start another one um i knew i was going to start another book and do it pretty pretty quickly i already had the story in my mind i already had a really good lead on it so i you know when you know where you're going with a story you want to jump in it
1: yeah Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah is
1: it a, a sequel or a different story it's a
2: totally different story oh wow very cool.
0: Oh. <laughs> is it is it like action or drama or
2: Well, it's so I, the only thing I ever intend to write is romance. Okay, okay.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. See, I okay, it's kind of like how Eric and I cuz I love the Hallmark channel. So
2: Oh, I too.
1: <laughs> That's this is like right up my alley. And, um, to add to that, on our horror movie podcast, we did an April Fools episode that came out late where Larry got to pick a Hallmark movie for us to watch. Now, again, I love the Hallmark channel. i I paid for their like streaming service. That's how much I dig their stuff, but, You know, me and Dylan, we're horror guys. You know, he reviews horror movies. I make them. So hearing the three of us just, you know, talk about Hallmark was just maybe the most fun I've had all year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we also did, when they had their top five horror films, I did my, uh, for Christmas, I did my top five uh, horror films. I mean, uh, Hallmark, Hallmark Christmas movies. Christmas movies. Yeah, so... Yeah, I love I love me some Hallmark. Um but <laughs> <laughs> let's
2: talk. I love that you love it too. I I love that you love Hallmark. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. That's I
1: awesome. I'm telling
0: you man, sometimes I'm, I'm you right just there. want
1: a slice of cheesecake, and that's what Hallmark is.
0: <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right. <laughs> it's a comfort food right there. It's a comfort movie, I tell you. Um let's talk a
0: little bit about publishing and um was there a big difference from when you were learning publishing as opposed to actually doing it?
2: So I didn't do self publishing. Okay. I, I did not feel comfortable with it. And like I said, my towards the end of writing Mason's gray, my mom was really ill and I really just, the way I was feeling was I just wanted it published and I wanted to be able to pass it off to someone who knew how to do everything else. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. what I did. I went with a publishing company who, um, they do it for you. It's a Jones media publishing out of Phoenix, Arizona. And, um, I was just so thankful to have found them because it was truly what I needed
0: Yes. Mm. Uh, um, how many publishing companies did you go through uh, to find the one that fit you? Uh,
2: it really, it happened right away. I did some Google research mm-hmm. and I, want, I knew I wanted somebody in Arizona because that's where I live. Mm-hmm. And they popped up right away. And Jeremy, the CEO and owner of the company, he called me right away, and we talked. And I, I felt first of all, to for someone to take the time to talk to me on the phone means a lot to me. It goes a long way with me. Uh, I'm a I'm a personable person. I like talking to people. I like seeing faces. He yeah. even per my request met met me for for coffee so because it was so important to me to get to know this person yeah and do one-on-one it's hard to do everything through email and you don't know the person on the other end and so really we just i was just really comfortable with him right away Mm. so um he was really good explaining everything and we i just moved forward really i Moved really quickly, but because I felt like it was a good fit right out of the shoot.
0: That's cool. That's very good. How long has, has the process been from when you handed in your, your manuscript to them publishing?
2: So it was, was May of 2018 that I turned it over. Mm-hmm. And it was published in November of
0: 2018.
1: Wow, geez, that's a great turnaround. That's amazing. Wow,
2: it was pretty it's, amazing.
0: So, uh, I it sounds like to me there wasn't a whole lot of heavy editing that was done. <laughs> uh, well, maybe yeah. not.
2: Yes. Well, yes and no. It's funny. It's just funny because when I turned my book in, when I turned Mason's Gray in, I had 37,000 words. But after they edited it, I think it came out to 35,000 because they took out all those unnecessary words I had.
0: Mm, like he okay. said, too
2: many he said, she says or has or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. So,
2: but But other than that, the editing went really quickly. That's fantastic. Um, we played around a lot with the book cover design. We had a hard time coming up with something that we were all happy with. So that took a bit longer, but then everything else though, everything went really smooth and very quickly. I, I was pleased.
0: That's very good. Very good. Um, what now? Now I assume that for your second book, they're going to be the publishers as well.
2: Yes. And I sent actually sent it my next book to them last week. And I'm really excited because they we talked and they're going to have the first edit conversation with me next week. So it's already just my next book. And it's already moving so quickly. They're just on on the ball.
0: Wow, this is fantastic. Congratulations. This is really cool. my
1: question has got to be this when they sent you your book. And you opened it for the first time. What did that feel like?
2: It was, I, there was a range of emotions going on. I, I was shocked. I stared at it. I wanted to cry. I, oh, there were so many different things going on. (laughs) And actually the, um, Jeremy from the company met me in person to give me my book.
1: Oh, wow. Wow.
2: And so, you know, and we took pictures together and he made such a, he made it such a special moment. He's walking around the office to his coworkers, saying, this is Juri, but she just published her first book. You know, he just made a big deal out of it and just made me feel so good and special. Man,
0: okay. That's... We just had a lot of people kind of perk up their ears going, wait a minute. I have a book. I wish <laughs> I wish I could have a have a publisher like that that's attentive and nice and genuinely interested in who I am and what I do. So, I don't know. He may have some people, you know, calling up and he should just <laughs> say, "Hey, I heard this podcast and my client was on it." So, yeah. So that's really that's really fantastic because Um, you know, being in the business and stuff, I've, I've heard some really gnarly stories about publishing and, you know, especially on the movie side, um, of things. So that's very, very good. You're very blessed in that way. That's super awesome.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Um, where can we get the book?
2: So my website is really a great place to go because you can purchase it. Perfect. There's a lot of other fun stuff on my website too. I just really love it. Jane did a great job on it. Um, I was
1: looking at it earlier today. It's really aesthetically pleasing.
2: Thank you. I really am happy with it. Thank you very much. She'll be thrilled to know that. She works very hard. So it's uh, Dot com. And
1: again, link will be in the description. And when it, the episode goes up, we'll tweet out all your social information and stuff like that. Okay. Yes. Now um are you uh are you by
0: chance on uh Instagram or Facebook? I'm
2: Yes, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.
0: Perfect. Okay, All good, good. Yep. All those links will be in the description. And and I might add and this is a big one for you Eric. I know. Um and you always love telling people about if you if if there's an opportunity
1: to buy the book, right? Yeah, that's my question. Like if somebody gets it from like a third party seller, you know, you only get there's a difference in, you know, what how much you get if people buy it from your web page. Does that go directly to you, no middleman?
2: No, so, so my book is uploaded on Amazon for either printed copy oh, okay, or, okay. or or Kindle, but my my web designer set it up so that you could click on a link and it shoots you straight to Amazon. Perfect. To okay, make it user friendly for people. Perfect. Perfect. Excellent,
0: excellent. So you can go to her website or you can go to Amazon
1: and search but the there's title. a lot of other great things on your web page. There's links to other interviews that you've done I've noticed and again, it's just a really cool looking professional you know great webpage.
2: Thank you. It, it means a lot to me to hear you say that. Very reassuring.
1: Oh well, yeah, well, it is, you know, it's, you, you can't deny the truth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, what is next? We know you have your book coming out. Um, what do you have upcoming? Now, uh, I don't know, uh, do you have any, like, well, I guess after the, all this is over with the pandemic and stuff that's going on, um, have you been looking into maybe doing, like, a couple in-store, um uh, around where you live?
2: Well, I have been trying to do and set up book signing events and it's, it's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, it's harder than you would think.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, I always say, and, and this is, this is a crazy thing because in theory, it's easy to, to put a project together and to do it as a writer of a novel, you sit down and you do it and you put it out. The hardest part is getting it out to people and letting people know that you exist. Yes. You know? And, and I think that's, that's probably to me, probably the biggest challenge. Um, Again, is is trying to get your foot in the door as a first-time filmmaker, first-time novelist, first-time anything, right? Um, But I know that uh, once you you get one, you just got to keep going. You got to keep calling, you know, And, and I think it was Danny DeVito and my dad loved this quote. He said, He said, Danny DeVito, he said, every no I get is one step closer to the yes. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So just keep up. Keep up the good
1: work and um, do your thing. You do you. I just thought of something. You know, we're sitting here talking about someone falling in love with a rock star. I'm not going to ask who the dream was about, but... What are some of your favorite bands? Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm a I'm a big fan of the always have been and always will be uh, the big hair '80s bands.
1: Oh yeah, you and Larry just became best friends. Oh yeah, besties big right here. Bands.
2: So, but my for, my long time, forever favorite is Motley Crue. Oh
0: my God! What the? That's awesome. Did you
2: like the dirt? Awesome. I did. We well, did awesome. review for it. We loved it.
1: Oh yeah, It's
0: amazing. I, I love I it. I
2: wish, I wish they would have um, made it into a series because you know I don't know if you guys read the book, but there's so much detail in there. Yeah. They could have easily made it a four-part series, and yeah. and the fans would have loved it. But oh
0: yeah, Eight, they. I mean, it was one of the biggest ones on Netflix when it when it yeah. came out. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we we're
1: pretty bummed about that concert being canceled. What? Who was it? Dem Poison? Oh, yeah,
0: Poison, Def Leppard and Joan Jett.
1: Was, was the Blackhearts the opening opening yeah. act? Yeah. 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 Um,
0: <laughs> what, OK, now we're now we're talking about Motley Crue, which did, did you like Motley Crue when when John Karabi was with him?
2: That is actually a period of time in my life that I don't remember much about the music in that span of time. And I, I was just telling my husband not too long ago, I feel like there was a period of time where I was completely removed from music because that time I don't remember much of that at all. I remember it happening, but I must have been in a different world at the time, which is weird for me because I love music. I, it, I couldn't live without music.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I te- You know, that's, that's the one thing, you know, mentioned earlier about our, our horror movie podcast. Every time we talk about horror films, cause we, it's from the nineties and, and early two thousands. And it's like, every time you watch this stuff, it's like listening to like old oh, Motley Crue or Guns N' Roses, you go right back to the time period and you're like, oh man, I remember when. Yeah. So it's really cool. That's really cool. That's really <laughs> cool.
1: What That's is too- it just, but like, did you, were you into, you know, like Guns N' Roses, Poison, stuff like that also?
2: Um, I was very much into Guns N' Roses, their, is it Appetite for Destruction album? Yeah. That was the favorite album, yeah. that, Oh my gosh, I played that over and over and over.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Listen Guns N' Roses.
2: It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. I just, I know it's not a good story, but it it's, I love that song, <laughs> sound of it oh. and everything. Um oh, poison. Great. Um I, I didn't not like them, but I actually had more of an appreciation for Brett Michaels kind of on his own.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah. love
2: every rose has its thorn. Oh
1: that's yeah. a great one. Yeah.
2: I love his voice. Um, so yeah, and I that that concert, we, we were making a whole family reunion out of it. All of my kids were going and
0: they're <laughs>
2: And I bought eight tickets.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Did you see uh, they put out on Twitter
2: that yeah. they're,
0: they're going to either give it back or reschedule, obviously, and all your tickets. But yeah, and then I, yeah. you know, th- that's the thing about like Twitter and social media. Everybody he- makes comments, and it's like they don't, they don't like listen to themselves half the time. It's like yeah. people. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm getting into something I don't
1: really want to. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that That's was true. gonna be a great concert.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, we're still going. And actually, the ironic thing in my world is it's actually better for some of the people in my family. I've got some grand grandchildren. So and they're young. And so, you know, my my daughter and my sister were feeling like the timing wasn't very good anyway.
1: Oh, so, yeah, everybody's
2: everybody's kind of relieved that it'll be next summer. So we'll, we'll still go. We just have to wait a little longer, and that's okay.
0: That's yeah. right. That's right. The best is yet to come.
2: Yeah, you know,
0: when they when they wrote that that secession, that that was like, come on, man, come on, <laughs> you can't do that. But yeah, but um, I can't. I've had a blast tonight this talking. This has been to you. a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: oh, it has been. I thank you. I've enjoyed it so much. Ah, thank
0: you. And I tell you what whenever you get your first in-store appearance or any kind of anything, please come back on like, you know, a week before, let us know. We'll, we'll blow up our social media.
1: Exactly. Oh, we'll,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll tweet I'll be it back out
1: on social media by then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, well,
2: you guys are amazing. Thank you for the support. Uh, I am so thankful.
0: Uh, oh, excellent. Thank for that that's, that. That's why I love this podcast is, you know, we're, we're indie filmmakers. We're, we're indie creative people is, is what I like to say. And we like to help other indie creative people as well. So anything we can do, you please let us know.
2: Thank you.
1: Well, everybody, this was another great episode. We want to thank our guest once more for coming on. Again, link to where you can buy the book is in the description of this episode if you're listening on Anchor. Or definitely check out you know, all the social media stuff we're going to be posting. And everybody, remember, especially nowadays, be excellent to each other.